step off the road I was rolling, I did it right Or maybe I was just plain wrong Been pulling down that drive so many late nights Out to five, my breath smelled up beer and smoke Trying to hide those bloodshot eyes One last time before I die Patreon, Patreon, Marathon, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, it is day 5, 25 left to go, not that I'm counting it down, counting it up, kind of enjoying it, I don't know how it's going, what do you guys think, let me know, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, you know, I'm thinking about doing maybe an extended marathon, I'm thinking about putting it out there, if we hit 100 by the end of this marathon, if we hit 100 Patreons, maybe we'll do another marathon through. But you guys got to be. Listen, I don't know. It's This stuff is like companion stuff, right? I mean, it's like nobody likes to be bored on the way to work. It's not the way it used to be. Radio's not the way it used to be and things like that when you're in your car listening to morning shows and afternoon drive. It's just not the same anymore. The music is crap now. Come on. I mean, really? I put the radio on. I do it just to stay in the loop. You know what I'm saying? I uh, DJ still and things like that. And every once in a while, I like it. And then a lot of times that I won't like it. And then it'll start winning me over some certain types of, uh, you know, this mumble rap, the Migos and people like this. Like I, I started getting into it a little bit. I, I was the, uh, you know, prototypical hater of that stuff, just being a 90s guy and 2000s guy and, you know, listening to all the rap music with all the lyricism. Same thing with country. I mean, it's just a cycle though, right? What you show me a generation that it wasn't its job to shit on the generation before, right? That's just how it pretty much is. And uh, if you really get into what these kids are doing, half of it, yes, it is. It is because we're not supposed to like it as older folk. We're not supposed to get into it. But if you, if you, you know, things become popular for a reason. And yes, I do agree that there is a decline in society and some of the things, whether it's, you know, key pop culture buzzwords or attitudes or way people carry themselves. Yeah, I have a little bit of that get off my lawn mentality when it comes to a lot of that stuff. But at the same time, you know, what was the Bill Burr makes fun of it. You know what I mean? He goes, he's just, Bill Burr's the guy. I don't care what you say. Bill Burr's the funniest stand up comedian, maybe in history. Uh, he's got a couple of bits that you got to check out. Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger bit, uh, which is uh, uh, you can't hit a woman bit, which is sounds awful, but just listen to where he's coming from. It's not like he's not propo- he's not a proponent of proponent of hitting women at all. He's definitely uh, more for the not easily offended, I guess, voice of the uh, middle aged male. You know what I mean? And I won't even say white male because he's he's talking about males. He's multiracial, multiracist will, will, will find it funny. Yeah, the woman folk out there, 
if you have a good sense of humor, you'll crack up. But if you are on that easy, uh, easily offended type, uh, you may get a little uh, thrown off by old Billy Redface. But Bill Barr, what are, what are some of his bits? I'm trying to think. So he's got the there's no reason to hit a woman. If you YouTube that, you'll probably laugh your ass off. If uh, you YouTube the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a great man. Motherhood is the hardest job. Uh, <laughs> this is sounding awful. It sounded terrible. I know it is. But if you listen to him, uh, you just see women cracking up, laughing their asses off in the audience. Yes, I know there are people whose ears this these are reaching that would be offended by some of the stuff he said. And 100%. Maybe, maybe it, he does cross the line a little bit when it comes to that type of thing but he is married he did have a kid he didn't get married till he was like i don't know 48 he's now like 50 he just had a kid this is all the stuff that gives me hope guys <laughs> i'm still trying to find these people that have started their uh, family life later than me and you know the list is growing thin uh let's just say so uh what was i talking about that for there we go tangent already so uh uh, he said something. I was saying something. So he's, oh, the music. You know the the culture and the music today. He he makes a joke where he just sings into the microphone. Do you realize that you could always say you know all this stuff is offensive, all this stuff is crazy, it's radically against uh, you know the new age stuff. Do you realize that people were riding in the streets when like that jazz that was all like radical stuff in the 20s parents from the 1800s were like oh my gosh turn that crap off what is more where did i go wrong they're listening to this jazz music you know things like that so yeah every generation pisses off the one before and uh that's kind of what it is i don't know what, what, what do you guys think let me know tommy at alwaysbebooked.com are you one of the people that just can't stand and is just going to sit there and say i have a unabashed hatred for the music that came before me it's just part of getting older it is what it is no way around it you can't fight city hall what is today today is the beginning today is a lot of beginnings now it is the end for summer and of course summer is uh you know those of you in the northeast formerly me uh anywhere up north i guess pretty much there is a little bit of melancholy to labor day weekend where you're like oh you know it's all downhill from here. Days are going to get shorter. The temperature's going to get lower. And, uh, you know, we got another eight months before we start coming over the hump here. You know, get Christmas, then you got St. Patrick's Day, then Easter. Then maybe things will start warming up where you can kind of struggle into Memorial Day. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, not here. Not in Florida. I've been I haven't been to the... Ask me. Ask me how many times I've been to the beach this summer. Ask me. Zero. Haven't been to the beach once around here. Ha, uh, Deerfield Beach, one of my favorite places in South Florida. The newly discovered, as part of being in the uh, K compound, I discovered Deerfield Beach. Nice little community on the Barrier Island. Did I use that right, Kay? I said Barrier Island. Uh, nice little bars, restaurants, the Whale's Rib. Uh, you know, Flanagan's is over there. And then you have right on the water. And beautiful, beautiful you know, pier that you could walk out onto, you could fish off of it, things like that. It's September. 
early September. How many times? Zero. Why? Because my beach weather starts now. I am that, you know, like I said, the pale-skinned, fair-complexioned guy that, you know, with the blue eyes. And, you know, when you have light eyes, somebody said that in baseball once. When you have, like, lightish eyes, you don't have brown eyes, it's, like, harder to stare into the sun. And you, it just gives you a migraine. After It's just you sweat, you're hot. You're just more uh, affected by the heat and by the elements. But now... It's, be- it's starting to get beautiful. It's going to get nice. And the summer, oh, you know what? It's going to go all the way down to like 75 degrees over the next few months. I don't know how we're going to handle that down here. I'm just kidding. It's beautiful. But okay, so it's the end of summer for a lot of people. Labor Day signifies and symbolizes that in a lot of ways. But uh, what is it? It is the beginning of so much. It's the beginning, you see. And God bless. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I can't lie. You know, people, there's a lot of single people out there that are like, yeah, I I ain't having no kids. Yeah, I enjoy my free time and extra spending, my, I, all that stuff. I'm admittingly that I can't like really fathom having kids right now. I, I'm not really, that's not really me in this, in this stage <laughs> or maybe any stage, who knows, but I'm not one of those like people who say, oh, get that two-year-old away from me. No kids, no kids. It's not me. I love the American nuclear family. I shouldn't say American. Why do I say American? Because I'm patriotic. That's why. Is you allowed to be patriotic? Yeah, you can, but you can go too far nowadays. You know, by the way, I just got this iced coffee here, and um, I only had my first two sips of it. So uh, I'm feeling the effects a little bit. Sorry, that was uh, somebody messaging me. Let me lower the volume on that. God forbid I remember before. I start a Patreon or a podcast to lower the freaking volume, right? Hey, what are you going to do? Where were we? Oh, yeah. So the modern family. Yes. I, 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 the, any family. I do like the family. My friends. See, you guys don't even know my, my friends. You guys don't even know my Long Island, New York friends. And these are guys that, you know, girls too. You know, one thing from where I grew up is this little town in East Rockaway on Long Island in New York. And it was a small town, and it was just a very, very... It was conducive to form this amazing bond. Now, it was ne- there's negatives to it, and there's positives to it. The negatives are, it's very incestual to where, like, you know, not family incest, but, like, you know, parents will have kids, and the parents, their friend, the, who they're friends with, their kids will have friends, have, have kids with friends who are the same parents. So like uh, Joey and Allison will be hanging out all throughout high school and they'll, you know, they'll, whatever, they'll have a set of kids. But part of their crew is also Michael and Regina. And Michael and Regina will have kids. Very tight-knit community, tight-knit family type thing. But then their children will marry each other. You know what I mean? No relation. Not weird like that. Not freaking, you know, speaking of weird, that freaking, I'm still reeling off of that uh, thread (laughs) <laughs> in the ultra lounge so weird <laughs> what are you gonna do but um <clears throat> so it's conducive for uh just a lot of a lot of inter village ancestry if you will not fa- familialic as we sit here and just con- continue to make up words uh so so that's 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 what it is there, but it's conducive for people to make lifelong friends and yes, people grow up, people grow old and i have what i what I have is a family literally not related to me but like a family uh you know just we have a a a group of guys that we are just 
ridiculously tight. Uh, I am, I guess, the, what would you call it, the fish out of water because that's the other thing about this town. People tend to not to leave this town. If they leave the town, they leave a couple towns over. They have cars. Everybody's all still literally seeing each other every day. Could you imagine? I don't know how you guys have it, but can you imagine literally having just like loose acquaintances from first grade to 12th grade? Everybody goes to college. Everybody comes back. And you're still seeing them, not a tight friend, not a great, but still someone you just see doing your daily errands at 60 years old. You just still see them. They're just like, hey, hey, Mike, how are you? Yeah, what's going on? And it's not weird. Like me, my situation, I call them the townspeople. And it's weird because, you know, when they say the expression, you can never go home, you, you can't go home, you can never go home again. There's a, there's a real truth to that. You can definitely go home physically, but the truth is, is that when they when they say that, they mean that uh, whenever you leave, you go other places, and those places become part of who you are now. So when you come home, you'll never look at that home the same way that you always looked at it, and uh, that's kind of the case. Like I go home, and <clears throat> while my good friends, it'll be like when I when we get together group of five or six of us and sit down and get in the living room and relax oh it is it's so good for the soul it's so good for the freaking soul i always made a point to do it and i always still do um but those outliers those acquaintances those people you might have been friends with for a little while a couple years stint they didn't stand the test of time and then you see them uh that rattles the shit out of me i don't know about you i don't know how you, i go home and we hang out with my dad, my sister, you know, my brother, everybody, you know, whoever's around. And they say, what do you want to do for dinner? You know, let's go to uh, the diner. Let's go to Outback. Let's go to so-and-so restaurant. Let's go here. Let's go to the fishery. Let's go. I am like, take out, order in, take out, order in, whatever. Like, what's your problem? I don't, I don't want to see the townspeople. I had a few bump-ins. You know what I mean? Like this kid, Mike. Mike, Mike, a, a, a classmate of mine. Was sort of friends with him for a little while. Not over the top tight. I'm in CVS because I just need some stuff. I was probably getting some last minute stuff for a cruise because that's usually what I do. Before I take the cruise, I'll go into East Rockaway, say what's up to the family. Uh, and then I'll get some last minute toiletries, bring it back into the city, and then take it from there. But I saw this guy, Mike, who, yeah, I'd been to his house. I know his parents. We had a good four or five years as fairly solid friends and like maybe the same 10 or 11 person group. And you see a, a, you see a dude like that in a convenience store, and it's like, hey, hey, Mike, hey, you know, you're probably like, well, what's the big deal? I, I'm, I don't know what the big, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, uh, uh, awkward city, population two. That's what I'm in. I don't know what to say to these people. You know what I mean, Mike? If you're listening, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I made it so awkward. Mike's not listening. I guarantee that. Either way, uh, sip number three of the iced coffee. What are we going to talk about today, guys? What do you think? So this is the start of something. What is the start of fall, right? This is the start of the fall season. I was talking about that before, bringing the plane around, bringing it back around circle. I do like the nuclear family, okay? So I do enjoy seeing my friends 
send their kids off to school on Facebook. Some people say, oh, here we go. The kid's going to school. I like it. I like to see how they've grown from the year before. I like to see the little personalities they're getting and things like that. And, you know, oh, little so-and-so. You know what? Clearly, he's going to be an athlete. He's, he's got the jersey on. You know, he's he seems like he's bought into the to the, to the lacrosse thing or whatever. Or, uh, you know, everybody or just, just growing up. Oh, she's in she's in fourth grade already. Wow, that's amazing. I can't believe I remember. You know, I remember when they I was at their parents' wedding. I remember when they were pregnant with her. You know, I really enjoy seeing all that stuff. A lot of people don't. A lot of people throw shade on, uh, you know. I think a lot of it is bitterness. Not all of it. Some people legitimately do not want to deal with that crap. People just, some people legitimately don't want kids. They're living the life today. For some people that it never worked out for, though, some people are just like, uh, you know, uh, I, I wish it was me, so I'm just going to hate on it. You know what I mean? And I, I'm never going to do that. You know what I mean? I always, one of the biggest things for me is just self-awareness. You know what I mean? Just trying to be self-aware. And, um, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Whatever weird little emotions or feelings I'm having, I'm not going to try to f- f- like hide it. I'm not going to try to hide behind what I'm really feeling and use defense mechanisms and things like that. You know, if you if you if you if you, if you kind of wish you had something and wish certain certain things turned out a certain way, embrace that and say, "Oh well, you know what? That didn't work out." Hey, but guess what did? Other things did work out. You know what I mean? No, don't freak out. Don't paralyze yourself with, you know, these feelings of denial. Who the hell? When did I just decide I'm going to freaking start a Dr. Phil freaking Patreon? Like, who's who am I? Who do I think I am right now? I don't know what to tell you. All right. So the start of things. It's the start of school for the kids. It's the start of fall for everybody else. Tonight, this very night. Are you ready for some football? The start of the NFL season. I really, really wish... I was more into the NFL than I was. You know what I mean? Shout out to uh, Matt. He echoed my sentiment about the fantasy football thing. I was thinking about doing that with the group and seeing if people wanted to do it. Uh, I don't have. I won't be able to do it. I don't have the time. I would love to do it. I used to be obsessed with fantasy football. I used to, you know, I won a couple of years, won a good, you know, three, four, five hundred bucks on certain years, and now, you know, that might be a part of. I just don't like football anymore as much. And it sucks because I want to like football. I just don't enjoy the product as much. I just don't. Speaking of get off my lawn stuff, it's just I liked it when it was hit, hit a lot of hard hitting. I liked it when the shoulder pads were bigger. And uh, I liked it when there was more colorful personalities. I liked it when uh, the, the teams, the, the, the players didn't beat their wives and drive drunk. I liked it. You know, I don't love the fact that they kneel for the anthem but that's not why i don't watch anymore the bottom line is why i really don't watch anymore is because i just don't think the product is as good i don't think the product on the field is as good i've said this before so i'm not going to repeat it again i'll just go through it fast these guys are bigger these guys are stronger they're having more violent collisions people are getting hurt more often so it's becoming a issue hello Yes. Now it's uh, Omni Financial. They, I could not have been more rude to them throughout the years, and they just keep calling. And it's not rude. I don't say anything bad to them. I just literally say, hey, hello. They introduce themselves, and I just hang up the phone. Just hang up the phone. That's it. And uh, 
they'll keep calling. They'll call every week. They're just like some financial consolidation company or whatever they are. I don't have any interest, but whatever it is. So I just think the collisions in the NFL are, are, are much more violent, which created two things. A, more injuries, whether it's CTE, head injuries, things like that. People are losing their minds because of these injuries. It's becoming a lot like some of the boxers of yesteryear. Uh, what you're also getting is the fact that they're trying to do something about that. Now, I'm not mad that they're trying to do something about it, but it is changing the game. How are you going to tell a guy who grew up from five years old up until 18 years old to sprint at another human being with his head up and slam his head into your chest. I mean, say what you want. I have 15 years of football, 12, 13 years of football, whatever it was. I played up until college, up until right before college, end of high school. That's how you play. You know what I mean? You could say whatever you want. You do a tackling drill. You put your head on the side of the ball. I learned that's when I learned when I started practicing for college coaches. Coaches, that was different. My high school teachers and coaches always taught you to when you're going to do a form tackle. You know, you basically you're in an open field. Somebody's got the ball. You see them. You break down in front of them. Keep your feet chopping because they can make moves or whatever back and forth. And then you take your head and you sprint forward to where you expect them to be. be, And sometimes it doesn't always work out. If they're talented, that's that's what an athlete does is try to evade the tackle. But what your goal is to do is to put your face mask right where he's carrying the ball. Which if he's carrying the ball right, it's tucked away uh, in his arm uh, that's closest to the nearest sideline. So... That's what it was, and that's what we would always do. Now, in the game, did that always happen? No. It's like freaking, you know, war. You, 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 you're just trying to freaking get somebody to the ground however you can. That's in a perfect world. You try to do that form tackle. When I started practicing for college coaches, coaches, they taught you, no, what you do is eliminate the margin for error. You keep your head up. You sprint through him. You put your face directly in his chest running full speed and then uh, i guess shoot like fire your arms what's the word i'm looking for uh shiver shoot uh thrust whatever take both your arms and just do a hardcore shiver pull up wrap on either side of him maybe they might be outside his arms maybe it's inside his arms but either way when and when that does is when you when you you know, if you miss, you miss small. So if you line your head up directly to the middle of his chest, he he may be able to dodge you a little bit, but chances are, you know, the margin for error, error is larger. So you can kind of, you know, drag him down by however means necessary, you know, if you miss small. Uh, but now they teach a different way. Now they're teaching just literally everything is with the shoulder. They want to keep the head out of the game as much as possible. God bless you. That's a good idea in theory, but A, what is it going to do to the game? Is it going to be the same game? B, how are these kids supposed to just unlearn what they've been learning all their lives? Uh, So I guess that's the answer. The answer is it's a cycle. So the answer is they won't, and the answer is that after maybe 15 years of this learning cycling up all the way to the NFL, then that's when they'll know what the product is. Um. The uh, the other thing is the officials. How are you possibly going to... So you're supposed to call a penalty on a helmet-to-helmet collision now. You're supposed to call a penalty on that. 
first of all, I've been training all my life to ram my head into people, and now I get a 15-yard penalty for it. Second of all, here's the other problem. So you're on offense, and what if you're on defense, you're ready to tackle the ball, and the guy leads with his head? You don't see, I don't know, correct me football fans out there if, you, if I'm wrong. Have you seen a, and I, like I said, I, I'll admit I haven't been watching. Do you see a helmet-to-helmet call on the offense ever? What if you can't avoid the offense because the offensive helmet is headed towards you and you can't get away from it? And they don't call it against you. So the referees are confused. So then they stop. There's a penalty. Then there's not a penalty. They have a conversation. Then the announcers in the booth while you're trying to watch the game have to literally kill time with bullshit talk that you know is not anything of substance. They know You know they're just trying to kill time. Same thing with, like I said before, about the, uh, you know, elevated, uh, you know, when I was when I was playing, it was a freaking 250 when I was when I was playing, when I was watching in the late 80s, whatever, the offensive linemen, what are they average about 255, 260 pounds? Those were the big guys. You know, once in a while, you'd get a guy that was 280. That would be a slob, a huge guy that could barely move, but it's okay because he's 280 and you can't move him out. Like he's 200. If you're not 280 pounds on the line right now, you don't have a job. You could be 255 pounds and you could be the fastest man on the field. Not the fast. You would be the fastest man on the field if you rewound 20. So you're talking about car wrecks. You're talking about people. It's evolution. These are, look at, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Look at the freaking NBA. Look at the, uh, you know, if you were 6'5 in the 50s, you were a center. Now, if you're not 6'10, you can't play center. Seven foot is the average. It's just evolution. So they got a problem, and I can't tell you what the solution is. I don't know what the solution is. NFL has a major problem. And then when you, you know, and this is the, the, the crazy part of it, like, 10 years ago, I was glued to the NFL. We, me and my buddies were watching it. We were like, and it seemed like every back in the Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady days when when those guys were in their prime. And then you had like, uh, it was just like, you know, Brett Favre and, you know, these guys. It, think about it right there, like now. Okay, so name a superstar to me right now. You can name Tom Brady, of course. Name a guy. Ca- 10 years ago, you could name even casual fans, non-fans, could name five or six people in the league. You know what I'm saying? Who'd you have? You had all these Barry Sanders, Lawrence Taylor. Like you could just name people and name them and name them and name them. Right now, who are your stars? Do I give a really give a crap about Aaron Rodgers? Yes, he's one of the most gifted people ever physically to ever play the position. But is he moving them? This guy from Green Bay with the beard is he moving the meter for me? Is he is he uh, something? No, it's a, there's no superstar. So that's the problem. So the first of all, the injuries. Stoppage of play. So it's stoppage of play is one issue. But the contributing to that is both the referees don't know how to call the game. So they're throwing flags, flags and picking up flags and having conversations back and forth with each other. And then the injuries. Okay. And then having to go to instant replay on the last one. And then the injuries. People are getting crushed. I mean, you have guys that are just... Think about it. The brain does not get stronger. The arms, legs, hips, chest, torso, core, everything... Gluteus Maximus, all these muscles get stronger, but the brain can't get stronger. the The ligaments don't get stronger. The muscles get stronger. That's it. The bones and what they're capable. It's the same thing that's going on with baseball with these injuries to these pitchers. Used to be, if you threw ninety three miles an hour, you had a good fastball. 
I am losing literally almost all of you right now. I know that, but I'll be done with this in a second. 95, you were a freaking killer. Now, if you don't throw 95 as either a starter or a reliever, you're done. So now people are getting up to 98, 99, dare I say 102. <clears throat> and what's happening? You're getting two years out of them before the, everybody. It's a red. Tommy John surgery is a rite of passage now. You got to have Tommy John surgery or else, you know what I mean? You're not, you, you, it's a, it's a, it's a, you ticking, it's a ticking time bob to when you do almost. Um, and then <clears throat> what else? Yeah, it's also the the commissioner. He's an asshole covering things up. You could tell he's just so much about money and the bottom line. And, uh, you know, all these athletes who just misbehave and are assholes and beat their wives and things like that. And he just looks the other way. He saw the same video we saw. Or, no, he hears the description of it. But then when the video gets released, then he'll make a suspension knowing that same information he had two weeks ago already. Okay, you're not, you're not, now you're not, you're not governing by what you feel. You're governing by public reaction now. So all these things throw me off. And then, yeah, I don't love it. I don't love the fact that, you know, people are, are, again, very controversial subject. The flags kneeling thing, very controversial. And I do have an understanding. After, in the beginning, I did not. Because everything, it's like that. Everything is a shock to you at first. You're like, what are they kneeling for? The, they're, they're disrespecting the flag and the national anthem? In the beginning, you're like, screw you. Like, But then you, you, get, you, you, you take it in. You take all the information in. And you, take all, you become a little bit more aware. You know what I mean? It's interesting. It's even interesting with the civil rights thing. It's almost like this is what you have to do to create. Because there's, there's, there's the pendulum. The pendulum swings one way. White people. Spendulum swings the other way. Minorities. And then you know what? The 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 white people are completely offended by what the minorities think until something else worse happens and then they settle off on the thing that they once were offended by. So example is Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Right? Martin Luther King had a very, very different way of doing things than Malcolm X. And white people we're used to being white and having it their way and doing what they wanted and living their white lives as much as they loved, as much as they liked. They went whatever they want. You know, minorities to them were inferior. And, uh, you know, in their mind and in their hearts, they were still good people. You know, they felt that they were good people. But, you know, we don't have, but, you know, we're not, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a, but well, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't have anything particularly against, you know, black people, but, uh, Man, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm not going to share a bathroom with them. That's insane, right? I mean, it wasn't, so that's the that's the thought process out of control, out of their minds, until okay, all people are created equal. Civil rights movement comes along. Martin Luther King. People are like, oh, oh, what are we doing here? You know, these black people. How are we going to handle this? They're mob. They're they're protesting, having sit-ins. They're not going to the back of the bus. They're, oh my gosh, what, what are we going to do? You know, we, there's there's fire hoses in the streets and things like that. And it's like, what are we? So that was the, that was the edge. And then you have a guy like Malcolm X that pushes it all the way to the other extreme, to where it's like, no, we'll kill you. No, we're not. We're not peaceful protesting. I'm a human being. You're a human being. You mess with me. I'm going to defend myself and kill you. And we're going to come together on something. 
and we're not going to stop until you realize it. So then everybody's so then all the white people, well, this uh, Martin Luther King stuff, well, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. You know, Martin Luther King, he's got it right. He's got it right. You know what I mean? So that's what that's the the mentality of a protest. It's supposed to shock you. If it doesn't shock you, it uh it doesn't it's it's not going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? So now there's real dialogue going on. I don't want to get into this. I'm a total listen, guys. Everybody can hate me. I know there's people on the right that are being like, oh, this, I didn't real, realize Tommy was a lib. Tommy's not a lib. I am just a person. I'm more conservative than anything. I will put that out there. But I will say that you do have to listen. You have to listen to people. You know, it's almost like there's, there's so much in common with the people who are extreme on both on either side. And if you listen to the news media, if you watch the news media, they are those people. They are the people on the polar opposite sides. If you walk around your daily life, you'll see great things happening. You know what I mean? I don't ever, I I can count on one finger out of a hundred every time I have a bad experience with someone from, you know, it's, it's never race related. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, these news media will train you like this. Black people holding them doors open for white people. There's white people that are, you know, holding doors for black people. They're smiling in the street saying thank you. They're getting at each other's, of each other's way saying excuse me. And it's not, it's not like what you'll think. It's not like what they'll have you think. I don't know. This definitely wasn't where I was planning on going, but we're 30 minutes in. What I was going to talk about <laughs> is... All things surrounding Embarkation Day in cruising. And uh, just, it's one of the most important days. It's, uh, you know, there's a different science that you could take to Embarkation Day. It's, uh, you know, some people fly in the day of. Some people are completely prepared. Some people are running around like chickens without heads on before the cruise. <clears throat> Me, my hand is up. My hand is raised right now. But I did get off on a political diatribe at all. Uh, the message that I'm taking away is that, honestly, I'm, I'm, I think everybody just needs to listen to everybody. And no matter what you agree with, what you disagree with, when you turn yourself off from either side, and I'll say that. you know, Let me say, the right isn't going to like this one. The righties will like this one, okay? I'll say that the, the 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 people on the right, whether you agree with them or not, I feel like there's a conversation always willing to be had. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the people on the left, the hard, the far left, and I'm not talking about the reasonable middle of the road people, but the far left people, they don't, they don't want to listen. They don't want to hear you. They don't want to. I feel like that, that, that is what I will say. That's my parting shot. If you want me to pick, pick a side either way, you know what I mean. I feel like I, uh, <laughs> I am my my rear end is hurting from sitting on this fence right now. <laughs> but my point is, is that again. Whatever. I, I think I also think the political party thing is crazy. If you just okay, so you think you're a Democrat, so then check the boxes. Everything from abortion to guns to uh legalization to uh taxes is all checking the boxes of you because you join that gang, because you join that club. I think that's ridiculous too. If you're a reasonable person, your lot your 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 views are going to um intersect a little bit you're going to be environmentally conservative but may or 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 but you know uh, financially 
liberal. You're gonna be there's gonna be things that you think about on either side. You know how many weed ha- you know, pot smokers that I know that are hardcore conservative, but they're smoking weed all the time? There's a lot of that out there. So all I say, the only thing I'm saying if you're taking anything from this is just listen. There is so much that has shaped our lives from the time we were born. That is the cause of so much of the ideology that has developed within us. So much. You've never walked in my shoes. I've never walked in your shoes. And as ridiculous as my viewpoint might sound, you should listen to it. Because if you dismiss it, you have no chance of changing it. If you listen to it and have an exchange, you may learn something. You may not be completely swayed on it, but you'll at least have a little bit of a better perspective on at least where that person's coming from. And then shit gets done. Then things happen. You know what I mean? Good faith. You know, discussions with good faith. It feels like it's kind of like happening with China a little bit. I feel like Vladimir Putin... What are, we, what are we doing here? I feel like Vladimir Putin is an unreasonable dude. I feel like this is a guy who is just like a meathead as far as a, a, a dictator. And it, it, you could talk to him, but you're not talking to someone in good faith. That's what I feel like. But look what's going on with China. I'm not a communist by any stretch. I can't believe it's okay to be a communist and a socialist now. I can't believe that. I'm, I'm not into that. I'll tell you that. But I feel like at least China... They're like starting from scratch. I think Trump is doing a lot of what you I think Trump is doing a lot of what people do in these types of situations. He's throwing out the tough guy role. He's throwing out the tough guy attitude. And he's throwing out this guy first of all, let's be clear. I think the guy at heart is a jerk off. I think he's not a statesman. I think he's not fit to be the president based on the things the the things he says and the way he puts them. But I think to his and to his discredit, he's not defending his own ideology properly, because the stuff he's doing is not that crazy from a policy standpoint. Dare I say that? You know what I mean? Again, I'm with you. Asshole. He's an asshole. I'm with you. But if he would just put it in a certain way, you can go back and look at YouTube channel, YouTube tapes. And you could watch Obama, you could watch Bill Clinton, and countless other Democrats talk a hell of a lot tougher than Trump ever talked. It's just different times, different climate, and people are not ready to hear that. And uh, it is what it is. Holy shit, it's over. That's it, guys. I'm so sorry. I thank you for joining us on Face the Nation this week. Hopefully, I didn't piss anybody off. If I did, let me know. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And uh, that's about it. Appreciate it, Cones. Super Cones, I should say. And uh, we'll see you next week on Meet the Press. She's got Brazilian leather boots on the pedal of her German car. Listen to the Beatles singing back in the USSR. Yeah, she's going around the world tonight, but she ain't leaving here. She's just going to meet her boyfriend down at the street fair. Saturday night There's a big toga party tonight Down at Delta Chi
They got Canadian bacon on their pizza pie They got a cooler full of cold Coronas and Amstel Light It's like we're all living in a big old cup Just fire up the blender Mix it all up It's a French kiss Italian ice Margaritas in the moonlight Just another American Saturday 